hi everyone and welcome to episode 19 of the sweet spot on a farm today we are outside you can probably hear the wind and i have jason gillard with me from mercury fitness hi jason how hi, are you, how you so just to give you a little bit of a background once in a while i really like to throw in a fitness episode because fitness is a very much a part of the health journey and being healthy means also being fit and Jason is one of those crazies who trains people outside (laughs) and I really like it because it's something I see it more and more now in the past maybe year or two it's kind of growing community so Jason you have a military background is that why you decided to train people outside because it comes naturally to you yeah I've trained outdoors because in my job it was if we could get the enemy to come and play games indoors we would but it used to always be outdoors so you had to relate your training to what the environment you'd be working in so training outdoors and going vast distances it was and it's just second nature to me now training outdoors and especially when we're in a climate that believe it or not isn't that bad and isn't that cold and most people think it is but once you start getting out and training and getting warm actually people don't notice it uh, so yeah that's why I trained outdoors yeah and it's actually this is the testimony to it because it's it's sunny today it is a bit windy but it's actually quite warm I mean it's October and it's not raining <laughs> yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's a shock, shock horror in Northern Ireland I know <laughs> and yesterday was bucketing down I was really worried about that but tell me a little about how military background is that something that you always wanted to do or how did you end up in the army my dad was in the army uh, and my mum's from Northern Ireland and uh, he met her in the Troubles. So I moved around as a child, moving from place to place, uh, growing up in the military environment and then when my dad left the army and we settled down in Norfolk, all I thought about was being a soldier. So it was just ingrained in me, not ingrained in me, my dad was actually very anti-joining the army, if anything. I don't know if that then propelled me to want to be it more, but in my head, I just looked at it as that's what I wanted to be, was a soldier. So. I then waited, I couldn't, I was chomping a bit, went to school, didn't really apply myself academically, but being a soldier was always want to be, a lot of people think it's, most people join the army because they've got no other option, which actually, you believe it, it's a complete opposite. They're they're such a well-motivated people in that respect. Um, So I then waited, had to wait for my dad to give me the okay to join because I was under 18. So I went to college, played rugby, uh, played a good standard, uh, but all I could think about was joining the army. So I didn't really apply myself academically again. And then when I come 18, I then applied to join the army and I ended up getting in when I was 19. What was the main attraction for you to join the army? Aside of the fact that your dad was in the army? I don't know. It just, it was completely that. It was, it felt second nature, if that makes sense. Um, the, the whole lifestyle, because it isn't a job, it's a lifestyle. No matter what people say, it's not a Monday to Friday thing. It's not a thing you just go home. So I love the idea, and I travelled because I was a, a child travelling, going away. Didn't didn't ever. I was only a child, but didn't ever bother me that I was going away from mum and dad. So the adventure, going away, and being in that environment, I excelled in. Uh, I just took to it like a duck of water. So as soon as I joined, uh, I enjoyed it. I was in the army cadets before I joined, and I just enjoyed that environment. How long did you stay? Thirteen years. Wow. Yeah, I didn't do my full 22-year career, I didn't do the full-time, uh, but I did 13 years and met the one, and that's why I got out. And what was your specialty? Believe it or not, I was the <laughs> uh, the BT of the Army, so I was a telecommunications, I was a radio systems operator, because I like to talk, um, so <laughs> that's why I, I joined the Royal Signals, uh, so I was a radio systems operator, so my job was to uh, basically set up the communications platform for the army. Uh, and then you had a, I went and did my physical training instructor's course, which you have to go to a place called Oldershot, and it's a seven-week intense course where you have to do a selection to go on it. So it's not a case of, do you fancy doing that? Okay, you're on it. You had to be the fittest of the fist, the fittest to go and do that. What did the course give you? A load of, a load of things. It'd give you the ability of, one, confidence, but two, to be able to take a group of men, women, and to be able to train them to the quite standards uh, that the army expected. But I did a variety of things, circuits, you would do uh, cardiovascular, uh, long distance uh, endurance training, um, weight training. It was just give you every, everything. There was there was nothing, it was just a, a, a basically train you in every element so you could go back and train the troops in, in the regiments. So. When you eventually left the army, was this something 
you knew you were going to do, you were going to utilise in your career? No, believe it or not, I was actually the opposite and went, I wasn't going to go that path. I was went and did close protection. So okay. I went and did my close protection course and I was looking to go and get work in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, doing private security. So that's the path I completely went down when I first left and I got a job in Afghanistan. Um, but only that was like four or five months and then I went and worked in Iraq for nearly two years. Wow. So what made you gave it up and get into fitness training? Two things. Uh, we were having, me and my wife uh, were having our second child. So it was okay me being away with just one child, but it wasn't okay. It was a, it was the most the gut wrenching thing every time I used to fly away for twelve weeks, and see that little poppet at the airport. Um, but it was great coming back to her. But Cecily, my wife, was having our second child, and the oil price completely dropped. If you remember when the big crash on on oil price, that had a massive knock on effect in Iraq through the amount of uh, people that all the oil companies were employing. So the less people out there, that means the less security teams so teams were getting cut so my team got uh, cut I come back uh, and then I looked at it and went right okay I'm not gonna my wife and we both sit down and said right it's it's gonna be a bit much for two children me going away so I then knocked that on the head I then didn't go straight into fitness again I uh, went and worked and did um, worked with the police doing custody so I was basically people arrested I was dealing with them in custody and then I was looking at that going Jay you're better than this and I know I know I know jobs beneath me but I sat there going this is a lot a lot of hassle for not a particularly great wage what can you do that you're good and then and then I looked at and I was, my mate was running a boot camp in Norwich I was looking at how he was doing I was chatting to him discussing and then just went do you know what Belfast Northern Ireland hasn't really took on the boot camp culture yet it's big in Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, uh, sorry, in, uh, in England. And I thought, do you know what? They're missing something here. Military style fitness is big. I understand why it slightly hasn't taken off here yet, but I understand Northern Ireland's always slow on the upkeep uh, to take something up. Uh, you look at, it takes about 10 years, something to migrate across and then take on. So I looked and went, do you know what? I could start a military. I'd be good at that. I was good at that in the military. Uh, so then that's when it started to, I developed the seed to grow. And then that's where Mercury Fitness and I uh, come from. So tell me about Mercury Fitness then. You don't do just boot camps, do you? Because you do personal training as well. So what different styles of training you do? And tell me a little bit about each of them. Okay, so I have my, my, my main goal is the group uh, boot camps. So I have the military style uh, boot camps that's why it's all outdoors I mean I'm going to be a bit controversial here that too many people slap the word boot camp onto their training when actually it's just a circuit inside so whereas I'm unique is it's all outdoors uh, especially the one in Ward Park where we are right now uh, Monday Thursday Saturday it's always outdoors 7 o'clock it's outdoors uh, and I have last night 20 odd people come and people might say oh it's at night and it'd be chilly they were soon warm so the temperature wasn't a problem so I, I yeah basically do outdoor training and I've got my Belfast one that's uh, getting is up and running as well in Stormont um, I do personal training but I do it outdoors so it's again um, like we discussed just for this most people who come to me uh, for sort of personal training are not needing to be in a gym and have masses of weights because they're not they're not going for that they're not training to be go and compete. They're, they're wanting just to improve their life and change their life. So I train them outdoors. And one, it's not just physical, it's it's mental as well. Uh, they're outdoors, they're in an element of tranquility outdoors probably more than would be indoors. So there's more of a feel-good factor while they train, because that's key. If they're training and they're enjoying it, they're then going to make positive decisions in their lives. So there's why I train outdoors. Uh, and outdoors is a, is a gym in itself and they uh, you don't need masses of weight they just need to be getting active burning calories getting fitter getting more energetic and in getting their mobility improved so that's what i do i also which is my big main goal is starting up northern ireland's first weight loss re, uh, residential boot camps so i'm running week ones and two day ones up at jungle and i oh wow so in conjunction with them i'm gonna have the dates for next year so They've got 200 acres of land. It's a perfect set. They've got the accommodation. To actually set up a, a, retreat, a boot camp where you come away and you not only get fitter, 
you find yourself but you start your change or you or you if you're looking just to get back in exercise it gives you that element of a push it's outdoors they get to do uh, elements of the tarzan uh, zip lines so that's a confidence builder a builder uh, i also take them over the obstacle course there they do there so they're getting muddy they're getting they're getting out and about um and then the pierce of the resistance is i'm set up a boot camp in valencia uh so where people can go away so if they don't want they want to take a week off but they go don't want to stay in Northern Ireland, take a week off or don't want to go to valencia spain that they can come and do a retreat boot camp now this isn't a case of they come in it and they're training non-stop every day it's going to be a case of they come they do what they can but they're given a structure that they're training, but they're also getting the mindset state and they get to relax as well. So there's an element of training, relaxation, training, because then there's no point going to Spain and not enjoying yourself in a beach, a pool as well. Uh, but there just might not be so many sangrias uh, as, <laughs> as they quite want. Um, so I'm trying to get that off, but I'm going with a different approach on this because there's boot camps away in Marbella, Ibiza, which are all fantastic. Okay, never slate another person's business. I don't believe in that. Okay, just believe in your own. And what I'm different is uh, the facility is completely different to any of them. It's a purpose-built training facility, but with spa, horse riding, all that. So all that jazz. I, don't go now. I know, I know. I'll get. I'll, I'll give you a special discount. Um, but um, we have the where different is. I want to approach communities. So where you go, this boot camp. So you go, you and your mate. Okay, let's go on that. Okay. With this, I'm approaching communities, especially in Northern Ireland, saying, do you want to take your boot camp or your gym away? Because it's, it's a lot of effort to set up. I know, because I've done it. I give them the ability to go on it and go, here, we can get 10 together, contact me, and all they do is get their flight there, and then I, they get picked up, and the rest is, is I deal with, with the element of they get to train their, their boot camp as well, or their gym, but I take all that hassle out. And I think that's a brilliant idea of communities going away together. Um, so I'm approaching, I'm going to be doing it over the next couple of weeks, approaching every gym, every boot camp in the whole of, not Northern Ireland, the Republic, and going, look, this is what I can do. And the price is fantastic. Cheapest chips. That sounds amazing. Bloody hell. I want to go now. <laughs> I wanted to ask something and I completely forgot now. I know I do talk a lot. <laughs> It, but it must make it easier because if you have someone to just go, yes, no, yes. it makes it must make it a lot harder. Yes, you do. But um, tell me this: so you touched on something that I think is really important. That training is not just about the physical health; it's also about the mental health. Mm -hmm. And it's it is true because I actually I gave up personally going. I gave up going to the gym a um, number of years ago because a it's an effort for me to go somewhere else to train when i can either just go outside or i can train at home yeah you have to look at other sweaty crazies that are yep. huffing and puffing all around you it's usually really busy you constantly hear clunking of the weights which drives me absolutely mm -hmm. mental then you occasionally see these show-offs that are just riding yep. around showing off how much weight they can lift and then it really doesn't smell very nice because yeah. everybody's sweating and it's noisy and the music they play it's just doing my head in and at home i can put on some peaceful music or i can put on podcasts that i like listening to i can do it at my own pace and i don't have to look at anybody and it's quiet and i can do it anytime i feel like it mm -hmm. and the gym element really it's it's not for everybody and i think that being outside it's just it's fantastic and i did try it uh, with you on saturday um the, the running element Come on. no no there's no running if you want to come there's no running <laughs> there, is running. there is a lot of running and i hated the running part but it's amazing and yeah the group element it, mm. it is fantastic so, so when you were there realistically did you even though there was 11 people did you really notice they were there when you were doing your exercises no no you didn't focusing on what you're doing yeah so that's i have a saying uh, my bootcamp motto is the hardest part of the battle is taking the first step yeah. and that's so apparent i get people messaging me going oh, i'd love to do your bootcamp but i'm not fit enough now if my bootcamp was all about how fit you were there's no point running it now, I do know boot camps are people where they have selection, and that's their genre. But mine is all about you come along, okay? That Once you get that first step, 
that's the hardest one. After that, you'll be fine. You'll and I always say to people, look, don't worry about how fit you are. Come along. If you if I tell people to do right, we're gonna do ten reps of this and you only manage six, but that's you putting your maximum effort in, your six is someone else's ten. So you just do what you can. I'll motivate you positively. I'll never never slobber or put anyone down. I have my banter, which you saw. And what was great, I think you saw, was that when we trained, we had that element of all together, how the people, they were chatting, they were even taking the mickey out of me, yeah. okay? And they had that one and that interaction. My boot camps are all about, and it's not being me trying to be big-headed or anything. It is about my personality in the boot camp that then makes people, I hope, want to come back. Because I believe if you want to be successful, you have to have that interaction with your boot camp. They have to, they have, to have that connection with me. And I like I try to know all the names, even though there's a couple I purposely purposely say the wrong name. Yeah, to say you know, but but it's getting that interaction. But you're going on about the you're not enjoying the gym. I have a thing called the triangle of well-being, right? And this is what I say to people: uh, at the top is the mental, at the bottom right is the physical, and in the bottom left is nutrition. And the reason why I say triangle and these these three things is you have to get that mental as- aspect sorted and working first before you can even go on to the next two so and this this is why training outdoors is brilliant especially if you don't like being in those confined spaces some people might not like going in that gym like you said about the the posers uh also what they're wearing because there'll be females or males that are in great shape and they're wearing lycra and so it might make some people feel uncomfortable coming to the boot camp you don't care you've normally got your baggy jumper on you've got your trackies on or shorts you're not caring because you know people aren't wearing those, t- you know, they're not looking so showy-showy. So there's one element. But if you're that physical, that mental s- state, you need to get it right. Now, training outdoors will help with that because stimulate. You're enjoying, like you said, you're out here, you're enjoying it because people do love being, we're outdoor creatures, believe it or not. Uh, I know some people tell you a bit different. Um, so once you start getting that mental state right, you then make the conscious decision, I want to train and I want to come outside. So you're training outdoors it then reverberates back up because when you're training, you're releasing endorphins and then it's making your mental state in a good place. You then have nutrition. Now, nutrition will affect how well physique and how well you perform. Uh, So you need to get that right. But you need to have the mental state right to pick the right foods. But adversely, what you eat will affect your mental state and how you perform when you're physical. So if you're eating rubbish, you normally don't, you feel great when you eat it and then afterwards you have that, you fall off the, you, you know, you have that, druggy feeling that when you're coming off you feel horrible you feel lethargic what you eat so then that's affecting your mental also what you've eat will affect how you perform it's like we were talking about carbs i always tell someone if you want a ferrari to win the race you need to give it the correct and enough fuel because if it's not given enough fuel it's not going to be able to go as maximum effort and there's why what eating will affect your physical but also affect your mental because you know it's like if you don't eat you go shopping you come back and you go, why did I buy that? Because you made those impulse buys because you were not fulfilled. That's why they'll say never shop on a on an empty stomach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so it's a case of those three things are so interlocked, but get that mental state right, which is coming out here or in the gym if that's where you want to go. Don't get me wrong, being in a gym is a great tool. I love to weight train as well, but I love to get on my back, get some weight and go for a distance as well. I love to have that balance of being CV, endurance fit, uh, and obviously get the get the strength through the weights but again yeah mental physical nutrition it's that triangle and getting that right and i think being in training outdoors can really help with that and training with other people as well because you see other people doing the same thing and if you struggle you see other people struggling as well and there's the group of people i mean it is brilliant because there is a certain sense of camaraderie yeah and there is banter and it really feels like a group of friends just going outside and just playing really. yeah and it's um and yes people of different levels and so if you can't do something there's always somebody else who's struggling as well so it's okay you don't feel like oh look at all these other people at the gym they are doing everything right and they can lift such and such and i can't do that and it makes you feel shit yeah but when you're outside with all these people it's okay because you don't have to be perfect you're that's why you're training you're trying to get better yeah i put someone on instagram and i was simple along the similar lines it was uh those who train together win together those who train together fail together but by training together we learn together you know, and that, and 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 I put uh, quoted by Jay Gillard. <laughs> you know, because you go, who is that? And I went, Jay Gillard. Um, but no, you're right. It's it's that element of 
you're together and I really want that community base. I mean, I'm contacted, uh, there's another, there's another boot camp, and I've never been scared of competition. I actually in, in, encourage it. And we're getting on right, it's called Bayburn Fitness, and they're in Helen's Bay. And we're actually getting together, heads together, and we're wanting to run a battle of the boot camps. So what we're going to be doing, and I think it's quite a good new thing we're going to start set up for next year, is every Saturday, one Saturday in a month, we're going to host the other boot camp. So they're going to come to ours and they're going to work, they're going to train with my boot campers, mine are going to go to theirs. And then we're going to culminate it in a weekend of my, one of my weekends away where we do competitions where they're competing against each other. Now we want to have three, I would love to have five boot camps in essence, come along but get that camaraderie so that, you know, they're, they're tribe, but we're competing with them, but with the fun element. Now, like I said, and someone said to me, oh, Jay, I said, you know, I'm a fitness I said, I don't care. I don't care. I just want you there. I want you there to do something you've never done before, out of that comfort zone a little bit, but you're doing it with, you know, next door. I had a lovely thing. There was, uh, you didn't, you met Ian, which was, uh, he was there on Saturday, but his wife comes and his daughter, a lovely girl, lovely girl, Annie and Karen. And I saw her put on Thursday effort. She was in the way. Look, I had a wee competition because I do little competitions in my boot camp. And she went hell for leather because they were winning. She was really giving it. And Ian told me, he said, when she got in the car, her daughter turned around to her and said, Mummy, I was so proud of you. And I loved hearing that. I thought that was brilliant. It was part of that, you know, because children should train as well. I have their 11 as well. They train along with them. They're responsible. But bringing the, them along to train. So they get in an early age that they get to train and be in, a, in, in that uh, in group environment. And you're right, we are social animals. So training together, the aspect of, and some individuals like that, and that's that, that's all well and good, that's great, but we like to have that interaction. So having that community-based, that group session really works for so many. And I also feel that, I mean, everybody's different, of course, but for me personally, if I train alongside somebody who's better than me, I strive to mm. get better, and it's really a good motivation for me. Yeah. It's a driving force. Yeah, and that's specific to you, which is good, but also that it doesn't matter. There's yeah. the other ones. I have Tracy and uh, name dropping all here. Tracy and Julie. Okay, they no, they've never done training. They've never they thought you know this was an this is alien concept to them. They are here every week. Okay, and they are part of it. They're not the fastest. They know that, but God, are they putting the effort in? And they're now improving. And they are social hubs of it. You know, they're not the fittest on that. It doesn't matter. But they are, and they do strive. But it's good because them to keep. They, they have that little competition and they don't, you know, and I put, I drop that element in there. Women do, I say, Tracy, beat her, beat her. And I see her going off. Uh, you, you might remember when they were sprinting. Yeah. I go, don't you make sure you beat her. It is good to have that, that striving to beat them, uh, but also to understand that they can come and they don't have to do that if they yeah. don't want. They can just, do, like I said, if their six is the 10, that's their 10, okay? But I will be there to motivate them. And I know who are the slackers who need the kick up the bums I know the ones who need the pat on the back you know you learn that's the, the other thing you have to learn your not clients because I don't call them clients you have to learn your members you have to learn your, your my troops I call them you need to you need to invest in that little bit in them that's the difference okay when they come they go to the gym the, the gyms are great they are great tools if you are a single trainer you want to go in there but are they investing in their members debatable because yes they give them a one shop cheap which is great but I like to think the group has been invested more. They're, 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 you know, I like to give that, that they feel I'm putting that effort into them and, I'll, and it reverberates back, I hope. And I, it's just a lot more enjoyable as well. I mean, they probably come home from it feeling like they've done something really mm. cool yeah. that day. And then you sleep better, you, you feel mm. happier. I mean, there is definitely something about being outdoors that just mm. makes you feel happy. I mean, you're breathing fresh air, you're moving outside, there's all the green around. Yep. The colour green, I don't know if you know holistic-wise, is brilliant. Because if you've ever been in a gym and you nearly had a psychedelic uh, epileptic fit from the colours. You go yeah. in there, you know, but you, know, <laughs> you know when you go in and you go, oh my word, these colours are hurting my head. Okay, green, your, your mind has to adapt to colours except for green. It okay. doesn't have to adapt to it, so it just comes out, and naturally, that's it. Boom, it works. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to tax the brain, so that's why it always feels more enjoyable because your brain's not having to go. Oh, I need to work now. Okay, your body's working. Yes, it'll have an adverse effect, but the color, and also, I always find that there's no there's no climate control. So when you're in a gym, it's normally climate control. So it's working the uh, the, the um, what's it called uh, the air conditioning. That's working for your body. 
Whereas out here, your body is having to regulate its temperature. Yeah. So it's having to do a bit more effort. So, it, uh, and I did read an article saying that if you were to do the same sort of training, indoors and outdoors, you will lose more weight, this, that same individual outdoors than they would do indoors over, over a period of time. And it's got to do with, you know, regulating your body, not having, not having that and, and, and moving um. outdoors. And because you're outdoors, you'll move further. Because, you know, you've got it. Why not use a massive space? There's no point using this bit of grass here. Uh, we're, we're pointing to a bit of grass in case anyone wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and going, right, we're going to train on that spot when you've got all this to move around yeah. in. So, yeah, that's what I personally think. And But don't get me wrong, other forms of training are brilliant. And, and that was one of the, and I was saying to you about my vlogs, if someone comes up to me and goes, Jay, what's the best thing to, to lose weight? It's not necessarily my boot camp. And this is what I was saying about not being afraid to say, I don't know, or try go and try this. If Because if I, you just said to me, you hate running. So realistically, is a boot, and I, but you are to keep coming. But it, <laughs> is my boot camp, if I've got loads of running, the best thing for you, if you don't like it? Now, I might make you like it, but if you detest spinning, detest it, you hate the, the feeling of the seat on your bum, is that the best thing for you to lose weight? No, because you'll do it, and then after about a week and you're hating it, you're then going off the wagon. But if you go, oh, I, love, I love doing weights, that's the best thing for you. You love being outdoors, being outdoors is the best thing for you. Okay, that's the best thing, no matter what. No matter what I want to sell my boot camp, if that's not something you will really enjoy, it's not the best thing for you. No matter what you want to achieve, the best thing for you is to do something you enjoy. And that's what I always say. So I'll always say to someone, you know, uh, I love weight training, and I go, well, this is a boot camp, you can try it, but do something you love the most, okay? And I think, and I would always advocate that. I really like the sound of your jungle and I boot camps and I would encourage anybody to go and try it because they have a fantastic space and I have to give a big shout out to jungle and I as well because they were one of our um, charity pop quiz sponsors right brilliant you guys were absolutely brilliant and they gave us a voucher and I really I, I'm gonna miss um, the Halloween fun this year but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to to do something in jungle and I maybe it might be your boot camp. myself and my partner have been looking at that for a couple of years and we're like okay we need to go and do a weekend yeah. And the jungle and I, because they have so many attractions in there. Yeah. There's so much fun. Well, you look at it, it's, it's a playground for adults. Yes. And I know it's for kids. 200 acres of land. They've got an obstacle course race, a rampage. That's the one we were looking at. Yeah, rampage, which I'm the one uh, whenever someone books, because you can book groups to come and do that. just that. I'm the one who takes you over it. Um, and then they've got the Tarzan zip lines, which is a brilliant confidence builder. Going about that mental state, uh, you know, people going on it going, I'm scared of heights. Okay, if you're scared of them, have a crack. Yeah. At the end of the day, you, you can go out. It's not for you. I'll be there. Like I said, I'll be there. I do everything you do. I never ask anyone to do anything I'm not willing to do or cannot do myself. Um, and if I can't, I'll find someone who can. But go and do something out of your comfort zone. Go and, do, go and do something different. And the brilliant is, I have a chef. So we, you go and stay over there for two nights. You have uh, all your food. You stay over in the bunk bed. So you're getting that element of being away, being a kid again. And then it's got paintball in there, which I don't do. I haven't done do it on my package. Um, but I've got enough for you to, to do. To do. <laughs> We've got the hills. I've got rucksacks. We've got classes, boxer size. You know, 200 acres of pure fun for training you know it's it's a it's a brilliant place and they have got such a good setup and it is such a warm welcoming i've had such a good uh, working relationship with them uh they really are a top-notch place to go and it really is good and what bobby's done you know taking for what it was was hats off to him i really hats off him. he saw something he saw the niche and went right i'm going to produce this and it really is going from strength to strength and no yeah you have to give a shout out to them yeah, no, they are fantastic and I'm hoping to get over soon. Now, um, tell me this, do you still do any work um, within the army or do you have any training other than training public? At the minute, there's n no, but that could be changing. Watch this space. Oh. Uh, but I can't divulge anything at the minute. I do offer, and I'm going to be pushing it out actually this week, a uniform service training package I'm going to be doing. So anyone want to join the fire service because uh, they're going to be recruiting very soon. You heard it first. <laughs> uh, I know I've got fingers and pies. And uh, the police, great organisation, uh, whether you like them or not, they're, they're here to defend everyone no matter what they say. So if you're looking to join the armed forces, uh, the fire service, emergency services, like the ambulance crews, uh, police, anything like that, I'm going to be putting on a training package for potential rec uh, recruits because in the day I was a training instructor in the army I know exactly what they're going to go through I can prepare them better than pretty much anyone out there um, 
and I won't divulge names, but I've had a client who's going for something and she basically was training with PT for six months and he didn't prepare her one bit because he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't take her out of the gym. This is, again, doing training specific for what they knew they were doing. I'm now with her and we're, we're smashing out the miles. You know, I'm having to get that core fitness. That's what she needs. I don't have any really an interaction with the... Uh, the armed forces are such at the minute. Um, I've left. I've moved away. Um, I haven't, didn't join the reserves or anything like that. Uh, I looked at it and went, right, that was that was a pinnacle of being a soldier, was being in the, in the army. And when I leave, I leave. So, no, that's quite a bit different um, to train in the general public. Yeah. Do you have to change your approach, or how different in terms of approaching people and doing different styles? Good, of training? good question. Okay, do I scream and shout? Okay, did I scream and shout at you on Saturday? No, no. Again, when I was, if I'm going to do that sort of format, it would be a different Jay, only because I want to prepare them for what they're about to go. If they were like, oh, Jay was really cuddly and friendly, and then they get there and go, get down on your face, you know, yeah. it's going to be an alien. I still wouldn't go that way because I, even when I was served, I always ask first, tell second, because you give yourself no room when you tell someone first time. If you ask them, please, can you do this? And they just don't bother listening to you, then it's right. Go and do that now. You give yourself escalations. Everyone who joined the army was a civilian once. Okay, so that background and, and you can get, most people, most people we speak to in the military, yes, they go, oh, you know, civvies are not like, you know, even when you left, you considered you consider yourself still a soldier. But at the end of the day, remember, when, before we joined, we weren't, we weren't soldiers, we were civilians. You know, so you, do you need to change that much? No, you saw that. I trained them a bit like the military, but they're not all soldiers. And I, I, but this is where I go back to how I like to deliver them. Okay, I like to put my, I like to do things different. And I was like this to soldiers when I was in. So believe it or not, I wasn't all screamy, screamy. I was still like this and had a smile on my face, but I was sadistic because I was asking you to do things, but I would smile. So it made it, it made, but he's smiling and he's asking me, he's asking me, he's asking me to do a hundred squats, but he's laughing and he's making me laugh. I shouldn't be laughing. I should be hating him. So I go it that way. I believe that's the best way to get results is to make you enjoy it. Okay, yes, the training is different. I have rucksacks waiting. I'm making you put that rucksack on and go up that hill. That's not something most people do. Anyone does, you know. And when they come in boot camps, I have rucksacks and people look at me. Different, different weights. There's ones that are about 15 kilos, so that's about 30 pounds. So that's heavy enough. That's heavy enough for people that never trained that yeah. way. It takes a good few, believe it or not, uh, the late 20s lads in the army, you'll find are probably fitter than the 19-year-old with that aspect because it's prolonged training with weight on your back. Uh, but when you put it on this, people have never carried weight and moved. It's not something it's not something you normally do. Yeah. So and I have metal stretchers, they're quite sadistic. <laughs> so the weighted stretchers, but uh, yeah. But going back to the question, I do have a different approach to them, but I I I'm not I'm not overly shouting and I'm not going in that sort of thing with them. So they can all do it though, because like I said, everyone was a civilian before they joined. And I guess there is a different outcome to each of these types of trainings because when you're training somebody to pass a test to mm -hmm. join the forces, they really have a goal that they need to get yeah. to. Whilst when you're training the boot camps like this, there is a certain goal, but the goal is different for everybody else, and it's really just having fun and get a bit fitter. Yeah, 100%. And it, there is a, a that element of. Uh, yeah, it is a different switch because they go they're going for an end goal, which if they fail, that's it. You know, they're then they're pushed away. That's they're they're going for a job, but they're not going for their for their just their fun. So there is that element, and I do install a little bit. So when when we're going along, if they drop off, I will give that right. Get up here. They need that little bit. They need to get that. It's a different mindset. That's why you find people join the military, you join the services. There is a slight different. There is a slight little switch in them. Okay. Yes, there's there's really. But they have to do that. They have to have that understanding. They have to have that drive. Because when you get in there, it's like no other. When you do physical tests, the the drive and the, the it's just it's second none. You won't know until you've been in it or you've competed. People who compete and you know they know that they, they're motivational. You have to have that little switch that says right, I'm gonna have determination. Because some people haven't got it. In the day, that's why they has a test to see have they got it. If you didn't have standards, there's no point in you let everyone in. You need to have that person who's willing to go that little bit extra, you know. So you're right, yeah. We actually touched on something else that's also important, whether you train or not, and that was diet. That was the last part of your triangle. Yep. We talked a little bit about that before the interview, um, about nutrition. 
that aspect is incorporated into Mercury Fitness because you have Mercury Fitness meals. Ah, you? yeah, you're quenching that. No, not anymore. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, no, uh, that collapsed on me. Yeah, it's oh, a shame. No. Yeah, where I was getting them done, the, the restaurant uh, closed. Uh, so I haven't got that element anymore. Yeah, so I did have uh, a chef cooking them. Uh, it was starting off go to go good, and it just, it just, uh, yeah, it collapsed on me. So. Oh damn. Ah, I know. Do you, you want to look into it again? And- Do you know what? It was good. It was going at the time. It was. It got the momentum, and it's now dropped and it would be really hard to get that momentum again I'd have to be honest and there is a lot of competition which never bothers me um, but uh, I want to concentrate now on the boot camp here and the residential boot camps are really my big strong goal and the uniform services but uh, let's talk a little bit about nutrition because you not everybody recognizes that that is an essential part mm-hmm. of training and achieving your goals but also staying well Uh, mentally and we talked a little bit about you know there are a lot of personal trainers and and gyms that kind of offer a certain element of training but you know you're not gonna achieve your goals unless you're eating right and then obviously eating right means something different for everybody because we're all different and somebody can eat loads of carbs and that doesn't necessarily work for yeah another person you do clearly like recognize that because you incorporated that so what would you recommend for people that come to your boot camp to to, to do about their nutrition and about their eating habits well, that was what i had a re i did my own i started my own re- vlogs on my facebook page on a friday and the element i said is if you go to a trainer and generally most of them are not qualified to give diet diet advice so if you want to get improve your diet and you have to it's the foundation it's, it, it is i would probably say it is 75% diet 25% training and the way i uh, <laughs> use a terrible example is training is the icing on the cake the diet is the base of the cake what you do physically is the prosthetic icing on the outside okay and i'm terrible for these right? <laughs> talking about cake and telling you to eat healthily oh, but yeah. um but you know it is so key It is so key. If you're not eating right and you're going, I'm not putting the way, I'm training left, right, center. And then you go, let's have a look what you're eating. Yeah, okay, you're getting 2,000 calories in a day, but there happen to be two Big Macs, right? You know, you're going to be, it's going to be hard for your body to go, right, these saturated fats that you're overloading me with are not really what I require. So diet is key. But like I said, personal trainers who are out there, don't be scared to just say, I don't no and no i'm not an expert in that and just say right i can give you great results training but get yourself a dietitian and you know what it would enhance the pts and if you have to pay that extra and like i said to someone yesterday how much are you worth and they said oh what do you mean i said how much are you worth and invested when you come training it's not like you're pying out to get by that top okay and you get you get yes you get when you're paid to train you're investing in yourself to, and how much you pay is what you're willing to believe in yourself. If you're believe, if you're willing to pay, you want to mm, I'll pay. I'll do one session every two weeks. Are you going to get the results? No. If you're willing to invest and go, I'm going to do two sessions. I'm going to go to. He's good. I know he's good. I'm going to. Yes, he's a bit more, but that's because he's good. Uh, and you're willing to invest that money in yourself, then you'll see the results. But they've got to be willing to give work with you and not blag you and not take fleece your money because that happens in this industry. And go. Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not an expert in diet. But you need to have that element. So here's a dietitian I know, and I know a fantastic one, Gillian Killian, uh, one-to-one dietitian, brilliant, fantastic. You know, um, I'm working with her, so so <laughs> plug in. But go and see her, go and see, or someone, anyone like that, and go. Look, I've got these goals, okay? Because everyone's goals different. And like you said, you're saying a lot of things can be underlying issues, okay? Might not just be diet, okay? It might be mental, okay? Why they haven't? They might be drinking. You know, someone thinks you might have to see someone who's a life coach in that just to get their mindset right. But diet is a massive foundation on what you want to achieve, and you need to get the expert in to to facilitate with you because your needs will be different from person to person, and you might have underlying issues, thyroid issues, diabetes. You know, all them. And again, is a PT an expert in in diabetes? The answer is probably no, unless they've done a specific course. But even then, I'd still want to go to a diet who that's their sole focus. So get that expert, but diet is a foundation to your training goals. It is, and it really getting that to work together and to complement each other. Yeah. So, for example, for years, I would 
train in the evenings mm -hmm. and it just wasn't really that working for me because I would have home at like I would get home at seven, eight o'clock and then I would still have to eat dinner, but when I eat late I can't sleep. Right, okay. So that didn't work for me. So then I switched to training in the morning, but then I used to train after having breakfast, so I would have quite a big mm -hmm. breakfast and mm -hmm. then go an hour later I would be training. But then it really didn't do anything for me and only in the past few months I figured a really good regime that seems to be working for me now. I work on empty stomach and I'm getting better results. Right, okay. Because even in, I can lift more when I'm weight training for some reason on empty stomach and I can do, I'm more flexible. I can do stretches that I can't really do when I've eaten. Yep. And after that, I can eat bigger breakfast. Okay. But actually after training is the only time I can get away with eating carbs because my body's but you have to right yeah you have to but that's a misconception that people think oh, i just need to be taking protein shake as soon as i finish yeah. and then what happens is the body as you know is craving those calories so yeah. it's creating and where's it normally gets them from the carbs so it's, it's going right i need to get them oh there's that protein i'll use that as fuel so your protein isn't going to the muscles yeah. to, to rebuild uh so having carbs in and again first thing in the morning okay you want to start the metabolism up so get a bit of exercise or eat some health a nice bit of porridge but you're right find out what works for, best for you that's a bit going back to what's in training what's the best thing for, to lose weight or what's the best thing to get fit it's whatever works for you. Every person is different. Find out what works for you, okay, and then go with it. And talking about eating, actually, what is your diet like? Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, first thing, I get up in the morning. I'll have. I'll get the girls up. They're with me. My, my, I've got three daughters, um, and then I'll have a bit of porridge. Uh, I like with a, with a bit of banana straight away. I, I, it starts fueling me. Uh, try get a protein shake half ten uh, ish with a with something savoury. Then lunch, at the minute I'm really liking uh, meat with some pasta. I love my pasta. Oh, that is uh, shocking combination. <laughs> meat meat and shocking. protein and carbs, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we're really trying to big me and the wife, a big conscious drive, especially with the kids, to have something wholesomely cooked at night. Um, if I was a single man, I, I, it would be a lot different. I remember the days we were training, I was just having chicken, rice, and it wasn't enjoyable, but it was getting me results. Uh, you know, and that pitta for lunch with meat, meat, and more meat, and meat, and meat. Oh my meat, god, vegans, meat, close your ears. Meat, and meat, to meat, this. meat, 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 and more oh, meat. No. But yeah, um, so yeah, more, it could be better, but like I, I put a wee Instagram post on. Um, was it this morning? Yeah, it was this morning. It was a picture of me, and it was me in Iraq with standing there on side profile with my boxers down, right? <laughs> So you can see my bare bum, and that's that's it, oh okay? My. But the post was, and it says, uh, there's two reasons I put this post on. First one is, I'm happy to make a tit out of myself, <laughs> and I can laugh at myself. But the second reason I put it on is about body image. And I said, bear in mind, I'm a very physically fit man, and I've done endurance events in the army, and that's the way, you know, it kind of fitness is, in which you've seen running and stuff like that, but carrying weight as well. I've never been what I call a show muscle kind of fit fitness, but I've never been in that physique. I've never been in that body shape. But I said, don't look at people and think that's how you want to be. You have your own body shape. Develop that, what it is. Don't look at someone else's body and go, and I want that. Look at your own body and go, this is what I've got. I'm going to work on this for the best of me. Their body shape is, is probably no doubt different. And yes, a bit of airbrushing, photo shoot and these people have spent years of dedication you might not have that dedication or that time but just work on what you've got as opposed to what you see and that's why i put that picture up just to say i'm a fit bloke people come on boot camps enjoy them i'm not prosthetically that way kind but i tell you what we get we get out there and i'll show you how fit i am you know kind of thing so don't be too fixated on on that but again your you know your, your diet also can allude to that as well do you eat vegetables yes love them uh, what's your favourite? What's my favourite vegetable? Um, potatoes are vegetable, t technically, isn't it? Potatoes are starch. I don't count them as vegetables. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> love sweet corn, love peas, love broccoli. Oh, I love parsnips. Roasted really? Meat. Yeah, love parsnips. Do you not like roast parsnips? Do you know, I'm not that keen... That's, this is really funny. I'm not that keen on parsnips, but I love parsley root. Classic. Oh, right, okay. And that's very kind of... That is sort of like yeah. a parsnip, but it's... Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy veg. Trying to get them my daughters is a nightmare. But I was the same as I was a kid. How do you like the parsnip? Roast it, roast it. I just get the Tesco's finest ones. They're pre-done, lovely. Um, <laughs> oh my 
to it. Yeah, carrots. Love carrots. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I love I love veg. Yeah. Do you ever cook or does your? I always cook. Do? Yeah. No, I always. Yeah, really? I do. I do great Sunday roast. Oh, lovely chicken. I shouldn't say this. Roast, <laughs> roast potatoes and goose fat. Oh, fluff them up. But I steam my potatoes. So always steam the potatoes first, then fluff them, and then have the goose fat in there. Uh, Aunt Bessie's Yorkie puds. What's the point of even trying to outbeat her? She's brilliant. And then chicken, and then we'll have loads of veg. There'll be sweet corn, munch too. Have a bit of munch too on there. Uh, wife loves the baby sweet corns, the little tree ones. Uh, and then broccoli, um, sweet corn and peas and some carrots. And then my my gravy. And then... I had sweet corn the other day. It was after many years. I, I haven't been eating corn at all. But um, they had organic sweet corn right, at okay. um, Helen's Bay Organic Gardens. Oh, lovely. And I bought it and we steamed it. And yep. I just pour loads of olive oil and sea salt mm-hmm. and oh my god that was like the nicest treat in yeah. years it was so gorgeous no it is nice i do like so i do like veg i'm very advocate uh, of veg but getting a plant-based recipe out of you that would be quite difficult wouldn't it yeah As, <laughs> unless it's grown with four legs <laughs> which they Jesus. but they they're eating grass so uh but yeah, it's uh, sirloin steak, oh and chickens. God. Saying I'm that, they only have two. Shot on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, meat. Oh no! Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Not a plant-based fan then. <laughs> well, yeah, it has its day. If that's what you like, that's what you like. Again, let's go back to exactly what you said. If that's what you enjoy, yeah, that's best for you. Tell me this: If people want to try out any of your training boot camps, how do they find you? Well, they can go via Facebook, uh, Instagram, and I just had a meet meet in there for up in my Google presence. Uh, and I do have a web page, which is www.mercuryfitnessni.com, and I also have uh, my Facebook, which is just Mercury Fitness NI, same as Instagram. Um, so if they go on there and search, they'll find me because I'm quite an advocate of posting on social media quite a bit so they can go and book on there and then uh, get to come into boot camps and i do a membership in the bangor one uh bangor and it's cheapest chips it's three sessions a week boot camp and it's 30 pound a month the belfast one is actually a different name it's military fitness for you but that's good that you'll see that on the page on my page i post that uh and again that's a membership one um in installment but yeah and if they want to boot to come to valencia they go on the web page um to book to go away and i'll have the dates for my other boot camps in over here as well very soon and do people have to sign up for a certain period of time or do you drop in well i do do a five pound pay as you go i prefer them to sign up monthly uh, one it's cheaper for them but secondly it's that element of committing because if you sign up to it you'll come to it if you pay one you can maybe then rod it off same as my pt now i don't do one session payouts because i find that doesn't it doesn't work in the respect of they pay it and they go ah oh, i don't you know they're not committing well, i say look you want to you want a boot camp yep you you're a personal train you book 10 sessions with me because i want to show you and give you the results you can't you can't get the results if you don't give me a chance but if you pay one and then you stop start it makes you commit because a lot of people need that commitment. That's why I need to pay up. That's why gyms love memberships because how many gym memberships do you know people sign up and then haven't been in six, seven months, but oh, it's yeah. still coming out of the account. They're still getting that may- money and that's all they care about. But I use it as a different tool to make you commit to come in and then you can then see the results. Now, if you come and commit and there's no results, then that's on me. Okay. And then you have to look at is one, uh, what am I doing wrong? And secondly, is this right for you? But it's getting that commitment. Well, I can encourage everybody to try it, even if you do not like running like myself. <laughs> we have some sessions that aren't running. We had boxer size last night. Oh, there, really? There was running. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, outdoor boxing, you know, <laughs> brilliant. And we have uh, Kenwood, we train in. There's no running involved in that. Yeah, I'm lying. <laughs> my, my nose just increased. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there is sessions where we do circuits, where we do circuits where they'll have uh, fixed stations and there'll be weights or and exercises to do. So oh, that's that more than fun. that's more than uh, than running. If that's your kind of cup of tea. Why is running such a big part of your bootcamp? I have a thing called uh, tri- I like my triangles, but a pyramid, and and every pyramid and t- the pyramid is your training. Okay, so the top of the pyramid is you is where you want to be. 
the bottom is your baseline. So every pyramid, the higher the, the higher the pyramid, the wider the baseline has to be. CV is a massive is a massive baseline, and running and if people can run. They can generally if they, they they get their stamina, they can generally do more things. Okay, it's great being able to lift weight once, but what's that relevant to in our life? What do we need to get that fitness, the overall fitness of people increased? So moving and getting moving. What my dad was, and a perfect example was, he was a, he's now really struggles to move. But when he was doing an active job where he was carrying and lifting stuff, he was in brilliant shape. When he stopped it, it really then fell. You know, he really then dropped off because he was being active and moving. We are creatures that are meant to move and go, you know, move and walk. And I just think it just is a good way to train. And that's the way I've trained. That's my genre, should we say, in the army. If you wanted to, we had to train as if we weren't going to have vehicles. So whatever you wanted to take with you, you had to carry. So And you had to have that ability to go that distance because you might not have, it might be somewhere where a vehicle can't go. So that's where my trainers come from. So it's just inbred in me, in a way. So... And I played rugby. You had to run in rugby, so... There is something about running, definitely. I, I, I don't know why I hate it. I always did. But when you made a sprint on Saturday, I jogging is fine. That's, <laughs> I, can, I can bear that. But sprinting for, like, extensive period of time or more than once, that's just... No, I hate that. And as I was jogging back from the sprint, I was actually thinking, you know what, if I was being chased by a lion... I just let him eat me. Ah, yeah, I know he's saying, you know, but that little training, those sort of short sprints, they're great for weight loss because they're short, sharp. And it's another thing. And I always, I always uh, try and explain to people, like, when you do that sort of training, it's like you're changing gear in your car because if you get 60 mile an hour, you, get, you, get, you go running and you get, that, you get that zone where you're, you're comfortable, your body is getting efficient, more efficient. Same as your car, you get on the motorway, stick, stick, stick gear, cruise control, 60 mile an hour, it's purring along and it's telling you the fuel efficiency is getting getting better but when you're in town and you're going 20 mile an hour 30 mile an hour 10 mile an hour second gear third gear fourth gear your fuel efficiency is going down like that same as you same as us so when you're training doing those short sharp sprints rest short sharp you're then going to be burning that fuel more inefficiently so then help with people's weight loss so if they want that that's why i like doing that sort of training so if you guys like running <laughs> this well, is for you and, and everything else guys like running you might start liking running <laughs> <laughs> before we conclude today i brought you something as a thank you i don't know if it'll encourage you to eat more plant-based oh lovely i would like to hope so oh Here yes for you um <laughs> i hope you like the recipe i would love the sweets well i love i love spuds it uh it might encourage you give up meat at least for one day diabetic i would do you know what i would get my dad to this because he's a diabetic so this really could help him as well when I can start getting my dad to eat healthily because he's just sitting at a wall being a being a zombie. I try to get him in old people's home. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me, he was moaning to me uh, that he goes, oh, just sit at home, just looking at the wall. And then I said to him, oh, well, what about getting home with all those other people? When all they do is sit and look at a wall. And I went, what's the difference now? <laughs> but no, that's brilliant. And I will... It's one of your boot camps. Well, no, I mean, he's getting a bit old now. But I love, uh, yes, I, I will definitely try this coconut milk. Oh, lovely. I don't don't get me wrong. I'm willing to try anything. Good. Well, thank you very much for your time. No, thank and you. Hopefully, we'll get some people to your boot camps, including myself and my partner. Yes, brilliant. And uh, I look forward to hearing this back and hearing myself because I don't like talking. <laughs> Great. Cheers. All right. Thanks very much. Bye. So, if you guys fancy a bit of outdoor fun, I highly recommend you give Jason's boot camp a try. You can try it out in Bangor, where he trains his troops in Ward Park three times a week, or get on his website and book into one of his upcoming events in Jungle NI, which is what I'll be doing. It's only a fiver to try out one of his Bangor sessions, and it is a lot of fun, whether you need to get fit, or lose a bit of extra weight, or simply just fancy a bit of fresh air and want to spend some active time with like-minded people, I guarantee you'll enjoy this. And even if a weight training is what works for you, I think that a bit of outdoor fun once in a while can only enhance your fitness. It is a different kind of fitness for sure. And as Jason said, the older we get, the less we move. So I think that this style of training can more than make up for it and keep us healthy and mobile in years to come. 
As you noticed, Jason isn't particularly big fan of purely plant-based diet. So today I will give you a recipe from my own collection. And because winter is approaching fast and it's the season of curries and hot pots in my house, I'll give you one of my curry ones. And to keep it seasonal, let's go with squash. And let's make some squash and mint masala. You can also make it with pumpkin. So if you have some pumpkin leftovers from Halloween, this is a really good recipe to use them up. So for the paste, you will need one small bunch of fresh mint, one large bunch of fresh coriander, three medium green chilies, four medium garlic cloves, approximately two inch large chunk of fresh ginger, and a pinch of cayenne pepper. This is optional, but I do recommend it. Cayenne pepper is awesome and it gives it a little bit of an extra kick. If you like spicy, go for it. If you're on low FODMAP diet, you can absolutely leave out the garlic. And for the curry, you will need 20 grams of coconut oil, one large white onion, one small green pepper, one teaspoon of ground turmeric, two teaspoons garam masala, one medium squash, about 200 grams of fine French beans, about 200 grams of fresh spinach, 100 ml of vegetable broth, 400 ml of coconut milk or kefir if you make coconut kefir, and some salt. Now this is a recipe that you can make in a slow cooker. I make it in a slow cooker because I'm a lazy bastard but and also because it's just super handy but you can just make it in a pot on a hob. So what I do is I melt the coconut oil in the slow cooker pot uh, on a medium heat. That is if your slow cooker pot can be put on a hob. Now I know that not everybody's pot can actually do that so you have to do this in a normal pot and then transfer it to your slow cooker. But anyway, so you melt the coconut oil and then add the finely chopped onion and green pepper and saute it until soft. While it's being sauteed, um, you can make your paste. So place all the ingredients into a food processor and blend into a smooth paste. Add some cayenne pepper for extra heat if you like it, if not, leave it out. When the onion is soft, add the turmeric and masala and mix it well and saute it for another minute or so until the onion absorbs the flavor. Then turn the heat off, peel and chop your squash into bite-sized cubes. Now again, if you had to saute the onion and the spices in, in a pot but are making it in a slow cooker, just transfer it over and throw the squash in there. Then wash the beans and chop them into smaller pieces, wilt them and add them into the pot. Then mix in the paste and mix it until everything is well coated in the mixture. Then add the veggie broth, preferably homemade. If you don't have homemade, just add whatever you've got. Then put a lid on and turn the cooker on the lowest setting for about four hours. When the squash is soft, add the coconut milk or kefir, whichever you're using, and add washed spinach with a pinch of salt. Then leave it on for another half an hour or so, check the seasoning and serve it warm. That's it. If you're not using slow cooker, just put it on a hob. I actually never made it on a hob, so I'm not sure how long it will take before the squash gets soft. I'd say it really depends on what kind of pot you're using. It can take between half an hour to 40 minutes, but try not to boil the hell out of your vegetables. Try to use um, low heat. You can also steam your vegetables first. Then mix it in with the paste and with the sauteed onions. Add your broth and coconut milk in. And then just heat it up and leave it on to allow your vegetables to absorb all the flavors. And you can do it that way. And that's it for today. In the next episode, I'll have a very special guest for you. Some of you may know that I was a part of a small team hiking up Tupkal in Morocco to raise awareness for a mental health charity called Mind Your Mate and Yourself. So while I was in Morocco, I revisited my favorite health food cafe in Marrakesh and I had a great chat with one of the owners. So if there are any Morocco lovers, vegetarian food lovers or simply organic 
Iconic produce lovers or cafe owners looking for some tips and inspiration, remember to tune in in a couple of weeks. As for Mind Your Mate and Yourself or Mai Mai, all of the team managed to reach the peak of Tupkal. It's the highest peak in North Africa and it's 4,167 meters. And so far we have managed to raise just over half of our target. So if any of our listeners wanted to do something for a Northern Ireland-based mental health charity, please find our team on Facebook. You'll find it under the name Tupkal2018. Click on the shop now button and donate as little as one pound. It would make a huge difference. As always, remember you can download all our shared recipes from our public Facebook group, The Sweet Spot on a Farm. Just navigate to the file section and download whichever recipe you fancy. Or find us on Instagram and get the recipes there. I also share loads of my own recipes on Instagram, so you might find some little gems in there. You never know. Have a great couple of weeks. Get moving, get some fresh air and stay healthy. Until next time. Bye. As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening. <laughs>